0: Hi, and welcome to a new episode from Social Skills You, where we talk about social skills and conversation strategies. So my name's Richard Gray, and I'm happy to have you along, whether you're watching me on the live stream, hi, right? or whether you're listening to me on the podcast. If you are, and if you're driving to work, then drive safe. I want you at least to get to the end of this podcast episode. Okay, so what are we discussing today? Well, I've got a little strategy for you that I call the Question Pushers Statement Strategy. But what's the purpose of it? Well, the purpose is to increase your own presence in conversations, your own likability, your own personal brand. If If you feel like there's something missing from your conversations, maybe you're not able to get new conversations to the next level maybe you feel that people are not really liking you for whatever reason maybe you've got that vibe from the people and you and something is missing and you can't get to the friendship level for whatever reason what whatever, whatever is missing from your interactions maybe this is the episode that you need to listen to. Or maybe you just want to increase your presence, your likability factor, um, to be able to develop connections a little bit quicker or to develop them in the first place. So maybe this is for you also. Oh, so we've got one of those pop-ups come up on my screen. Let me just get rid of that. Okay. So the question pushes statement. It's really just an extension of a strategy—a strategy that we covered some time ago, called the R strategy. R as in A R E, which, in a nutshell, A stood for anchor. So, let's say we're in a, an environment. Let's say it was a we're at a party, and so you anchor yourself. You've 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 approached someone else, or they've approached you. In any instance. You're now facing somebody else and you're starting a conversation so you anchor yourself into the environment by making a comment or a question about a commonality in that environment maybe if it's a wedding reception maybe the bride or the groom is your commonality maybe you just like the buffet and you you make a comment about the buffet this is the purpose of this initial question is not to make yourself sound interesting or exciting or anything else it's purely to break the ice with somebody so it can just be a mundane statement or question maybe you just want to comment on something they're wearing or their hairstyle maybe you like their necklace or whatever I think commenting on somebody's necklace is a bit of a cliche I think that's That's been covered in so many social skills books, but it's just an example of an anchoring statement. So it can, it's, it all depends on what environment you're in. Just, it's just to break the ice, and then the A R E. So the R is for reveal. So you reveal something about yourself, maybe why you're at that party in the first place, and then for E. You encourage the other person to reveal something about themselves. Now, with the question-push-a-statement strategy, we're we're adding an extra step. We're taking it to the next level. So we begin by asking a question. And instead of going to a statement, in other words, what I'm saying is you ask a question, and then they give you an answer, right? That's, that's how it works. So they're revealing something about themselves in their answer based on whatever you've asked them. Maybe they're giving you an anecdote as an answer. And maybe their anecdote has triggered a memory in you. And now you want to share that anecdote. So you're waiting for them to finish speaking so that you can share your anecdote and you can demonstrate to them that you're both similar to each other you've got similar experiences you've got you've got a shared experience that you can bond over and you and you're enthusiastic to get your own anecdote out and you can't wait to get it out because you know that sometimes conversations move quickly and and you might lose your opportunity to get your own anecdote out and it's a good one so you want to share it and your enthusiasm to get your anecdote out might be increased if you're the quiet one in conversation, if your mind betrays you in conversation and goes blank, and you often find yourself being the quiet one because of that. But now here you are, you've got something to say, and you really want to get it out. But by doing that, you're stealing the limelight from the other person. So with question push a question pushes statement strategy, you have to take your anecdote or your response whatever it may be, and park it and add in this extra step, this push step. So they're speaking, and once they finish speaking, you want to push them, push them for more information. This is like being the interviewer and the interviewee. You've, a, you've asked a question, so you're the interviewer in this scenario. The, inter, the other person is the interviewee. They're answering your question. Now, if you jump in with your own anecdote, you're taking yourself out of interviewer role and putting yourself in the interviewee role. Now, personally, I would like to stay in the interviewer role a little bit longer. Now, when you get to the next level of trust and familiarity with a person, then you can discard all that interview interviewee sort of thinking, because a conversation is really just a back and forth exchange of anecdotes and statements and and you, you get equal airtime when you're, you're familiar with someone and you're, and you're bantering with them. But getting to that stage with a new person, often you, you have to put in a, a little bit more work because you've got to find those initial connections that you can, you can find with another person. You can only find those connection points, those, those elements about the other person that resonate with you, that you agree with, that you, you find familiarity with something about them that you agree with and resonates in your life. And you've got similar experiences. They, they resonate with your own values and your own beliefs, but only by allowing the other person to speak more and pushing them for more information, do you get them to reveal more of their own values, their own beliefs, And then you can know whether that is a person that you can develop a friendship with. Or maybe they are too different from you and you shake your hands and you go your separate ways at the end of the conversation, knowing that you're not really having any intentions of hooking up with that person again because maybe their beliefs really don't gel with your beliefs. Or for whatever reason, you don't really like them. You're not on the same wavelength. There's plenty more fish in the sea, right? But by getting them to reveal more about themselves through being in the interviewer mode, then you discover those values and you discover things that you do like about them. And maybe they, they then turn around and ask you the question and put you in the interviewee mode. And that's great, isn't it? But for now, you've asked the question, they're revealing an answer. And instead of you jumping in and sharing your own anecdote, you're putting it to one side and you're pushing them for more information. So let's give an example here. Let's say you've asked them what their favorite city in the world is. Maybe you've asked them what what their favorite holiday destination is, what their favorite city in the whole world is that they've ever visited. And now they're telling you, oh, Rome's got to be my favorite city in the whole world. Maybe they don't give you any more information. So now you have to push them for a little bit more information. Oh, Rome, really? Why Rome? What is it about Rome that makes it your favorite city? And you're asking them an open question. So they, they're compelled to give you more information and they will want to. If if you've got time, if there's no time pressure, of course, who wouldn't want to talk about something that they enjoy a happy experience. Who wouldn't want to talk about that? And here's you asking them, giving them permission to talk about it. So now they're going to tell you more information about Rome and why they like it. And in doing so, they're revealing values about themselves, their likes and their dislikes. And you're learning about them. And you're doing it because you push them. So now maybe they give you more information and they say, oh, well. Rome, you know, it's it's a beautiful city, so much beautiful architecture. Oh, I just loved sitting on the ledge at the Trevi Fountain, or every street corner has got a a water pump, and and you can pump icy, clear, crystal clear water out of these pumps and drink from them from almost any street corner in Rome, and it's just heavenly in under a hot sun, or. Oh, maybe they enjoyed a restaurant experience and they got a particular favorite restaurant and now you push them a little bit more oh what what was it about that restaurant that you liked and now they start telling you about the restaurant and they tell you what their favorite food was there and how well the restaurant made it maybe they just enjoyed a fantastic bolognese and it came with a chilled carafe of white wine and you're able to sit out on a table on the street, on the street outside the restaurant and just enjoy watching life go by as the sun set over Rome, etc. And now they're drawing you into their experience and you're learning about them and they're feeling good and they're associating, they're going to associate that good feeling with you because you enabled them to talk about it and you show curiosity in them and interest in them as a peer as a person their likes dislikes that universe of of one human being because that's how i view human beings as like walking talking little miniature universes there's so much information so much experience that goes collectively into creating one human being a lifetime of experiences that have created that human being. And sometimes you just want to get in there and and see some of that information, see beyond the surface of, a, of the face and the, <clears throat> excuse me, and the appearance they put on for the world, the clothes they wear, the expression they put on the face as they're walking down the street, the way they comb their hair, whether they shave, what, kind of accessories the wear that this is the wall this that the people put around themselves as adults to protect ourselves from from judgment from others but having a conversation with somebody is about trying to get through those walls a little bit or, or trying to get the other person to lower the walls and talk about themselves so that you can get a glimpse of their universe what makes them who they are, their beliefs, their values, their experiences. Excuse me. And you've done this through pushing. And the cycle of the conversation will come back again. You ask a question, you push for more, and then you give your own statement. You come to that anecdote that you put aside earlier. And now you can do this because the other person has had a chance to talk. They've put down their own experiences and the mind has been liberated from from their own thoughts. And now they're in listening mode and they're receptive to whatever you've got to say, what anecdote that you've got to say. But if you jumped in too early with your anecdote, then they're not receptive. They're not in listening mode because they're still in their own mind they're still visualizing their ad, the anecdote that they've been sharing the experience that they've been relaying to you and if you prematurely jump in with your own anecdote this their mind is still in the experience they've just been describing or the answer they've just been giving to you and so their attention is only maybe at best 50 percent on what you're now saying It may be a much less than that. Maybe just 10% of their attention is really focused on what you're saying because you came in too soon and you didn't give them a chance to fully put their own baggage on the floor and liberate their mind and just give them the breathing space to get their own anecdote, their own story out and to explore it and to get some details out of that story. So if you jumped in too soon, then they're not ready to hear what you've got to say. And so you're just wasting your own words, your own breath. Yes, you've you've got yourself some airtime, but it's wasted time. <coughs> Excuse me again. My voice is going. Okay. So I think we've covered the strategy in essence. Question pushes statement. So... What we're getting out of this strategy is more than twofold. First of all, you're taking the pressure off your own shoulders by putting your attention on the other person. And think of it as pushing your attention to the other person, if you like. If it helps to remember this strategy, you've asked a question. Now you're pushing your attention to them. You're getting it out of your own head. And it can feel very counterintuitive to do that because really what you want to be able to do is have an answer prepared for when they spin, finish speaking so that you, you're not faced with an awkward silence, right? And so you, you feel compelled to stay in your own head and, and think of a response for when they finish speaking. But while you're doing that, you're not in listening mode. You've asked them a question, but you're not receptive to their answer because you're trapped in your own head and you're trying to come up with a response. And so maybe only 50% of your attention is on them and you're missing all this free information. And so it's like jumping off a cliff and building your airplane on the way down. You have to take a leap of faith and put all your attention on the other person and their response and trust in yourself that you can develop further conversation out of purely what they're talking about, even if an anecdote of your own occurs to you. Park it to one side and come back to it later. Trust in yourself to put yourself, your attention to the other person and listen 100% to what they're saying so that you can find the talking points in whatever information they're giving you they're telling you about rome they enjoyed the people they loved the people there they loved a particular restaurant or just the italian food in general they enjoyed visiting the vatican whatever it was about rome you can pick up on that and and expand that one point in their answer and push into that point and find out more about it and learn more about this person to reveal more about their values and what makes them tick as a person and once they've satisfied themselves and they've and they felt heard they feel that you're interested in them as a person they feel good they you're increasing your likability factor because they're appreciative of a person that actually wants to listen to them and is curious in the response they're not just waiting for you to finish speaking that but this person is actually curious and interested in me and what I've got to say. And that feels good for anybody. You're satisfying one of the hum basic human needs in life. It doesn't come first or second. I think that's food and shelter, etc. But at some point, one of the human needs is to feel connection and to to feel connected with people and and you can do this through as we've just talked about making someone feel listened to and heard and that there's somebody, this person is interested in what I've got to say and you're developing that connection, that likability factor, you're that person. And now they've put down their baggage, their story, And now they're receptive to you and you're teaching them how to treat you in return. So now they're receptive to whatever you have to say. And now you can tell your own anecdote, knowing that their attention is fully on you instead of maybe just 10% being on you. But if you jumped in prematurely, then they might feel a little bit resentful instead. Because you asked them a question and then they were answering, but you stole the limelight away from them too soon. So I hope this is making sense and I I hope I'm conveying the strategy clearly enough for for you to see the benefits in it and the delayed gratification. And I know at some point, especially if you're a person that's being traditionally the quiet one in conversations and maybe your general experience of other people in life, is that they're selfish or they only want to hear the sound of their own voice. And you, and maybe at some point while I've been talking, you've thought to yourself, well, why should I give all my attention to the other person when nobody ever gives their attention to me? Nobody ever seems to want to hear what I've got to say. So why should I give that to somebody else when chances are they never give it to me? So. Somebody has to go first. And if that is your mindset, and it's certainly been mine in the past, if you're ever going to move forward and break through and get to the next level in friendships, developing friendships that turn into relationships, create connections, create friendship networks, you're going to have to park that mindset and try a new way. Try this way. Give more of yourself in the beginning than you're receiving back. Like I started out this live stream by saying when the entrepreneurs and the business owners say, if you want to be successful, first, you have to give more than you receive, whether that's time, knowledge, whatever. In conversations, if you want to build the connections, the friendships, first, you have to give more. And that comes in the form of your attention, your curiosity in the other person. And it comes back to you because you've shown them how to treat you, the kind of person that you are, a person that listens, somebody that's present and a little bit charismatic because you're not too wrapped up in your own world and you're not, you're not this selfish person that just wants to talk about themselves. You're there for them too. You're, you're giving yourself to them, and that that increases your likability, your charisma, everything that's positive. Is raised about you in this simple act of putting your attention on the other person and just trusting in yourself a little bit. When you do put your attention there, that you're going to identify those points in their dialogue that you can push into and open the door of their response a little bit further and find their anecdotes, their stories, their experiences, and just help them to blossom in that. Imagine you've you've asked them that question and now a shoot is coming up out of the ground in the form of their answer. So you're pushing and, and in this analogy, the push might be just, sprinkling a bit of water on the soil and enabling the flower of their answer to blossom into a full flower. Well, that was just an anecdote. That that was just an analogy. Right there, quite spontaneous. Are you impressed? <laughs> I don't know. I'm impressed in, with myself. I don't know. Maybe it's time to me so, for me to sign off now and, and, and wrap up and let you go and uh, move on and wait with anticipation for the next Episode next week, whatever that's going to be. I feel it's going to be based around confidence, confidence in conversation, confidence and in yourself, and trusting yourself to to be able to jump off the cliff edge in a conversation and to be able to build your plane on the way down. Now, if you've lived your most of your life in one mindset, you're not going to be able to do this all in one go. So if you're able to do it 10% more for now, that is a win. Maybe if you can keep 10% more of your attention on the other person in your next conversation, consider it a win, even if it's just that 10%. Maybe you can't go the whole way in the beginning, but to train your own mind. Remember we said that we're teaching the other person how to treat us, but you're also, going to be training your own mind towards this new way of approaching conversations. And it doesn't happen all in one go. So train your own brain in 10% chunks. In 10, your next 10 conversations, try and push yourself 10% further with this strategy each time and pushing into the other person's response. So remember, question, pushes statement. Okay, now I definitely am going to wrap up for this episode so thanks once again for listening and I'll speak to you again very soon drive safe and I'll see you again soon bye for now